The following message is for one man and one man only, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Dear Vince, you have got a lot of people in your employ working for your creative team, and I really don't know how much you pay these people, but I want to prove to you in this quick show, and I'll try to keep it brief, that you're paying these people way too much money, because I've got an entire booking for your Royal Rumble show this year, from top to bottom. So let me get to it, because uh, I'm assuming you would start with the Women's Royal Rumble match, because you'd want to start with the Rumble match, and end with the Rumble match, and then put everything else in between, so you've got enough breathing room for everything else to um, take effect. So, starting with the Women's Rumble match, I think you would start with Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks in there together. I think that makes sense to start with two of the four horsewomen, two pretty prominent women. Um, actually, before I get any farther, I should notice, or should note that there is a uh, one really big point that would have to happen on Raw before this match to make this r- uh, Rumble work. Uh, see, right now, Asuka, in my booking, would be the women's champion. So, on Raw this week, Bliss would have to drop the title to Asuka in a match. So then you go into this match where we have Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks starting in the match, but then you would have uh, outside maybe next to commentary, maybe separate on the side of just watching the match would be Charlotte, the women's champion, and then Asuka, the women's champion. Both of them watching this match. And this is to, you know, keep Asuka outside of this match so that then, you know, when she loses, because I don't think you're going to let her win this one, which makes sense because I think you've got a better option here at Ronda Rousey. So let me get to it then. Uh, You've got Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks starting as number one, number two. They can go at it for a little while, try to get the crowd really into it, you know, get a very technical match going. And then uh, Ruby Riot comes in number three, continuing to uh, add to this sort of feel. Uh, Tamina comes in at number four to kind of ground out and slow down the pace of the match a little bit. Uh, and then you get Sarah Logan coming in at number five, and she can team up with Ruby Riot to kind of get the heels in charge of the match a little bit, put Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch in peril. Uh, until then Lana comes out and Lana's going to try and save Tamina because at this point then Ruby Riot and Logan will start turning on and beating Tamina. Uh, Lana is going to be completely ineffectual though so Sarah Logan and Riot can get rid of her and then Liv Morgan coming in number seven can help them get rid of Tamina as well. Uh, then it looks like they're about to go down on the baby faces Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch when then at number eight Lita comes out to save Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. And the three of them can team up to get rid of Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan of the Riot Squad. Uh, then you have the three of them realize that it's down just to them, so they're about to start fighting when number nine, Bailey, comes out. And then you can have a really fun little bit of a four way there, I think, with Bailey, Lita, Sasha, and Becky Lynch. Uh, all their kind of fighting one of their idols, I would assume. Uh, and then number 10, Sony Deville comes in to sort of ruin the party. <laughs> and uh, Sony Deville will immediately gun for Sasha Banks with the understanding that Sasha Banks is the one who's kind of retired Paige or at least taken her out of the Royal Rumble. Um, so Sony Deville will gun after Sasha Banks and eliminate her pretty quickly. Uh, and then Bailey will fire up in wanting to uh, sort of avenge. Sasha Banks getting eliminated, but then she too will get eliminated by Sony Deville. Uh, then coming in at number 11, we can have uh, Peyton Royce 
debuting up on the main roster as a call-up from NXT as part of the iconic duo. Uh, and then number 12, we have Alicia Fox coming in. And she can kind of go on like a short little crazy rampage just to sort of show off her character. And then number 13, uh, have Molly Holly coming in as a returning veteran. And then she can sort of out-crazy Alicia Fox, like turning everything that she did up to the next level and then eliminate Alicia Fox. Uh, and then you can have Nikki Cross coming in at number 14, another NXT debut uh, in the Royal Rumble here. And then she, you know, even further dials up the crazy, out-crazying Molly Holly, uh, and then eventually eliminating Molly Holly. Uh, and then a little bit more of an ensuing brew with the remaining women, which would be at this point Lita and uh, Sasha Banks, or not Sasha Banks, uh, Becky Lynch and Sony Deville. And eventually eliminating Lita. Uh, and then we have Natalia coming in at number 15. And then we have Nikki Bella. Oh, so at this point, uh, so when Natalia comes in and Nikki crosses eliminated Lita, she's going to continue to start um, beating down just all the other women and eventually just sort of almost like burn out of energy, sort of just go crazy, not even hitting anybody. So then the other women will all decide to gang up and beat up <laughs> Nikki Cross and throw her out collectively, just pick her up as a group and throw her out of the ring. Uh, so then, yeah, Natalia coming in number 15, and the, her sort of acting like she's the queen of the ring after she gets a small uh, advantage over the group, until then Nikki Bella comes in number 16 to kind of shatter on her parade, <laughs> and start to get the upper hand where then uh, Carmella will come in at number 17 to sort of cap Nikki Bella's sort of uh, momentum from coming back off of her return. She eliminates Carmella pretty quickly with a flurry of offense. Uh, the number 18 coming in would be Billy Kay. And so Billy Kay, alongside of Peyton Royce, are going to gang up on Nikki Bella to eliminate her, which would put in motion perhaps um, some hints of a feud between perhaps the newly debuting here iconic duo and the Bella Twins, who would really like the other well-known sort of like tag team as far as women's go so you would have that happen and then uh beth phoenix comes in at number 19 and she along with natalia can uh, team up against the iconic duo and eliminate both billy Kay and peyton royce and then right after they do that immediately have natalia eliminate beth phoenix um just to turn heel and get that heel heat back because you know i guess Natalia is supposed to be a heel, even though I really do think Natalia should be a babyface. She's a lot better in that role. Anyway, uh, moving on to number 20, Alexa Bliss, who would sneak in during some of this um, fighting between Beth Phoenix and Natalia and Billy Kay and Peyton Royce uh, to sort of just try to hide out in the other the outskirts of the ring, trying not to get in the fight because she knows that she wants to just survive to the end. Uh, number 21 coming in would be Naomi who can eliminate Natalia after um, she eliminated Beth Phoenix. Um, so then we have number 22 coming in to be Mandy Rose. And Mandy Rose is going to reunite there with Sony Deville and try to sort of stomp down on some of the remaining baby faces who would be like Naomi and Becky Lynch at this point. Uh, and then Alexa Bliss is also still in the match. When then uh, number 23 coming out would be Stephanie McMahon, <laughs> who I, I would imagine would start um, aligning with the other heel women in the match. So this would be Alexa Bliss, 
This would be Mandy Rose and Sony Deville of Absolution. So then they are ganging up on Naomi and Becky Lynch until uh, Becky or uh, Mickey James comes out for the save, and she starts to try and even the odds, but the heels are still getting the upper hand until uh, twenty-five. Trish Stratus comes out, and Trish Stratus can eliminate Mandy Rose, and then we can also eliminate Sony Deville. And as this starts to fall apart, Stephanie McMahon will dodge out of the ring, just out of, beneath the bottom rope, run and actually hide beneath the ring, I think, at this point. Because uh, then Michelle McCool can come out and further the uh, babyface's momentum. It looks like they're about to completely turn the tide and get rid of Alexa Bliss like she's surrounded. When then Nia Jax comes out at number 27. And Nia Jax is going to just clean house. Michelle McCool is eliminated, Trish Stratus is eliminated, Mickey James is eliminated, Naomi's eliminated. Um, Trish Stratus, I think, in particular, Nia Jax would hold and let Alexa Bliss help eliminate as, like, the last woman of that group. Uh, so then it looks like they're about to go down and get the last um, woman who would be, at this point, Becky Lynch, because they've eliminated everybody else. Uh, when then Ember Moon comes out at number 28... To help even the odds and seemingly getting the upper hand, she's about to because she stunned Nia Jax and she would go up to the top rope. She's about to hit the eclipse when then Alexa Bliss can appear and topple her off the top rope from behind. So then Ember Moon gets eliminated. Uh, and the number 29, Dana Brooke, can come out and she's going to be really confident, accompanied by Titus Worldwide. And she comes in, she's, you know, maybe gets a punch in or two, but it doesn't last very long until Nia Jax puts her down. <laughs> uh, and then number 30, the debuting Ronda Rousey would appear, hopefully to a really huge pop, of course. Um, when she comes in, she immediately eliminates Dana Brooke, just sends her right out with like maybe a single punch. <laughs> uh, and then it comes down to what would be the seeming final four. You know, have the camera zoom in, you have Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch, versus Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. So Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss are going to team up. Uh, you would have like Ronda Rousey squaring off with Nia, Becky with Bliss. Uh, and eventually, Becky will get the upper hand over Alexa Bliss and toss her out of the ring. Uh, and Ronda Rousey's been holding off Nia Jax until this point, and then Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch can team up to eliminate Nia Jax. So then you've got, looks like, the final two of Becky Lynch and... Ronda Rousey, and after a, a little bit of a back and forth, the uh, underdog Becky Lynch gets eliminated by Ronda Rousey, and it seems that Ronda Rousey's won until Stephanie McMahon emerges from beneath the ring and tries to attack her from behind, but the attack fails, and Ronda Rousey tosses her out of the ring as well, and Ronda Rousey wins the inaugural women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, so that's the opening match there. Um, actually, I would assume you would probably have the Cruiserweight match on the pre-show. In that case, uh, Enzo Amore, I would assume, would retain. And I think that's a smart option, especially if it seems like you're going with the option of Goldust accompanying Cedric. And this would be appropriately countered by Nia Jax, like really for the first time helping Enzo win a match. Um, so I assume that's how this booking is going to go, is that Nia is going to help Enzo win, maybe even just straight up through disqualification. Anyway, 
I think that makes sense. Um, let's see. We've got also Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins defending the tag titles for Raw against the Bar. I think it would make a lot of sense to have the Bar get the titles back to lead into the win, uh, the men's Rumble match, which I'll get to in just a minute. Um, then you've got the Usos versus Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. Not Jason Jordan, geez. <laughs> Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Two out of three falls match. Yeah, let the Usos retain. They've been doing great. Hell of a match, I would hope. Uh, and then we've got Styles versus Owens and Zayn. I think it definitely makes sense to uh, keep the title on Styles, uh, especially because, as I'll explain, I think Nakamura should be winning the Men's Royal Rumble match to challenge AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Um, but then for the Universal title match, you can have uh, Lesnar, Strowman versus Kane. I think it definitely makes sense for Lesnar to retain here and actually pin Kane. I think the story would be that uh, eventually it gets to the point where Strowman has beaten both guys down so much that Lesnar knows he can't beat Strowman, so he takes the easy way out and beats Kane. So I think that would be the story you tell. Anyway, let me get over to the Men's Royal Rumble match. Um, so for the Men's Royal Rumble match, you would have coming in at number one and number two, the former, at this point, tag team champions for Raw, you would have Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins. And they're just going to go right at it from the opening bell, just beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> Maybe they don't even get all the way to the ring. Maybe they start on the bell, or start on the ramp. Um, but anyway, then you get uh, Baron Corbin coming at number three to just flatten both of these guys out and kind of slow the match down for a minute or two. Uh, and then at number four, we have Bobby Roode coming in. Um, and then Bobby Roode can help even the odds against Corbin, and then the three of them can uh, trick Corbin into sort of falling out of the ring, get a really early elimination into this match just to sort of uh, show and build that element of that anybody can get eliminated at any time sort of feel. So Baron Corbin, and also he's Baron Corbin is the guy who blows all his opportunities, so it makes sense for him to get eliminated first out of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so... Uh, I would imagine kind of like a brood pulls down the ropes as Baron Corbin runs at him situation. Uh, anyway, the number five coming in, it would be Luke Harper, or I guess just Harper at this point of the Bludgeon Brothers uh, to start beating down on the baby faces. And then number six would be Kofi Kingston coming out with the New Day, um, scattering around pancakes and all that sort of stuff, of course. Uh, and then we have number seven would be Tyler Breeze from the Fashion Police. And he would get a little tiny bit of offense against some of the other guys, but eventually he's going to run into Luke Harper and get scared because uh, the Bludgeon Brothers have destroyed him and Fandango so many times. And so he's going to start trying to run, but uh, eventually then number eight coming in is Rowan. So he gets surrounded by the Bludgeon Brothers and they destroy Tyler Breeze. So Tyler Breeze is eliminated from the match. Uh, and then you've got coming in at number nine, be Zack Ryder who's going to meet a similar fate because the, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers are going to continue to just um, team up and beat down the other guys in the ring, which would be at this point Kofi, Bobby Roode, Jason Jordan, Seth Rollins, until um, Ryder comes in. Ryder's just going to get eliminated almost immediately, steps into the, uh, into the ring, gets beat down, uh, takes a finisher from the Bludgeon Brothers, and then is just thrown out of the ring. Uh, and then you've got number 10, which uh, would be teasing Ty Dillinger coming out, play his music and everything, and then you hit the record scratch, 
and it's Dolph Ziggler coming out. You can uh, drag, have him drag out <laughs> Dillinger's body and leave him on the stage, maybe, and then come out like maybe with like a, a slip with his number or something like that. And then Dolph Ziggler comes in, he super kicks Bobby Roode, just takes him out of the match, uh, and then afterwards Dolph Ziggler just steps over the top rope and eliminates himself, just walks off in the same way that he. Uh, Gave up the United States title after he won it. He just jumps out of the Royal Rumble like he doesn't care. Uh, and then you have number 11 would be Bray Wyatt a little bit, uh, coming in. And Bray Wyatt's going to reunite with his uh, former brothers of Harper and Rowan. And together they're going to uh, toss Kofi Kingston out of the Royal Rumble. But then he's going to land with the assistance of the New Day on a bunch of pancakes scattered on the ground because technically you have to have your feet touch the floor to get eliminated from the Royal Rumble. And if his feet are touching the pancakes, that's technically not touching the floor. So he could do a sort of uh, floor is lava style. You know, Woods and Big E can throw out a path of pancakes to get him back into the ring. And then, of course, you know, immediately afterwards he can get eliminated for real. Um, but then... Bray Wyatt starts taunting whoever's going to come next. And it's Kurt Hawkins who is uh, refusing to come down to the ring because he just sees Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins dead in the ring uh, underneath the Bludgeon Brothers and Bray Wyatt who are taunting him to come forward. And uh, then eventually, number 13, Matt Hardy comes out. And he inspires Kurt Hawkins to come follow him into the ring. So... They run in together, they get a brief flurry of offense, and this is enough time uh, for Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan to recover, and the four of them uh, go together, and they get a hold of the, the Wyatt family, and along with the chant of deletes, Bray Wyatt, or not Bray Wyatt, uh, Matt Hardy commands Seth Rollins to throw out uh, Luke Harper, and Jason Jordan throws out Eric Rowan. And then he grabs a hold of Bray Wyatt himself, and along with the rest, he throws out Bray Wyatt. So the entire Wyatt family gets eliminated. And then immediately after this, you have... Originally, I would think Samoa Joe would be the guy to put in here, but unfortunately, he's injured. So I think you would have the new NXT call-up uh, of Andrade Cien Almas. Because I assume he's going to be losing the NXT title to Johnny Gargano in Philadelphia. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas, along with Zelina Vega, comes in at number 14, and he is going to take out Matt Hardy immediately, just to get some real heel heat after that whole moment. Uh, and then immediately after getting rid of Matt Hardy, also get rid of Kurt Hawkins, so then he can start fighting with Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins, until uh, then Scott Dawson comes out from the revival, and he uh, will eventually, you know, he's getting involved with this match. Um... Then Rusev comes in at number 16, gets a little introduction from Aiden English, gets the crowd all excited. Um, but then Andrade Cien Almas will also eliminate Rusev fairly quickly. Uh, and then Cesaro comes in at number 17. And Cesaro is going to start getting involved with the rest of the tag team guys. Because at this point you have in the ring still you have Andrade Cien Almas. You have Scott Dawson. You have Cesaro. You have Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins. Then number 18, you have Cena, who will come in and immediately eliminate Andrade Cien Almas, ruining his debut 
and the main roster, and he will get pissed and come back into the match and eliminate Cena, uh, true WWE style. And Cena will get pissed, and this can set up a program for WrestleMania between the two. Uh, if you wanted to do that, let's see. Then number nineteen, we have coming in is number is Dash Wilder, the other member of the Revival. So now that both of the members of the Revival are in the match, they are going to immediately target Cesaro, the uh, one of the newly crowned tag team champions, to make a statement because they want to become the next tag team champions. Obviously, so. They put a shatter machine on Cesaro, toss him out of the match. Uh, and then coming in at number 20 is Sheamus, who uh, wants to get some revenge uh, for his fallen tag team partner. So he, alongside of uh, Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins, for a little bit of an assist, uh, they eliminate the revival together. So Brogue kicks all around for <laughs> uh, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. But then immediately afterwards, uh, Jason Jordan is going to eliminate Sheamus. And then immediately after that, Seth Rollins will eliminate Jason Jordan. And Jason Jordan is going to be pissed. But uh, Seth Rollins you know, bids him adieu and is now the only man standing in the ring and calls out to whoever's coming in at number 21, and it's Jinder Mahal <laughs> to bring everybody down with a big boo. Uh, so Jinder Mahal marches down to the ring, uh, and he starts to brawl with Seth Rollins for a little while, who's been in since number one. Uh, coming at number 22 is Shinsuke Nakamura, who can team up with Rollins to even the odds and get the upper hand on gender. Uh, and then coming in at number 23 is going to be Mojo Rawley, who uh, will you know, rush down to the ring, get a brief flurry of offense, knock down uh, Nakamura, gender and Rollins. Uh, and then number 24 is going to be Randy Orton, who... When he gets down to the ring, Raleigh's going to try and uh, continue his offense against Orton, and Orton's going to immediately RKO him, then throw him out of the ring. Uh, and then working together, Orton and Nakamura are going to be able to finish off Jinder Bahal, and Nakamura can knock Jinder out of the match. Uh, and then you've got a little bit of a stare down between Nakamura and Orton, with Rollins still recovering on the ground. Uh, and then number 25 is Pete Dunne, the UK champion coming out, and he can get a bit of offense here and start showing off some of his nasty submissions and trying to, like, break some of the fingers of Nakamura and Orton. Uh, until number 26, Finn Balor comes out, and you would have a... I think you'd have a little bit of a one-on-one -on -one focus here between Finn Balor and Pete Dunne and tease the possibility of maybe having a UK championship feud at some point because Balor's from the UK, so why not? Uh, so eventually then Finn Balor gets the upper hand, though it eliminates Pete Dunne. Uh, and then coming in at number 27 is Apollo Crews, accompanied by the statistician uh, Dana Brooke, who secured him the uh, most coveted spot in the Royal Rumble because there have been the most winners coming from spot number 27. So Apollo Crews is very confident. Uh, so he comes in to mix it up with Balor, Orton, and Shinsuke Nakamura. And during this time, then Shinsuke Nakamura is going to get the upper hand on Randy Orton and eliminate him from the Royal Rumble. Uh, coming at number 28 is Elias, who is going to actually stay up on the stage when he comes in and start playing a song, which culminates in the introduction of entrant number 29, The Miz. So The Miz comes down with Elias. They both come down to enter at the same time, and they eliminate Apollo Crews immediately. 
and then it looks like they're going to be coming down on Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura, who are the final two in this match. With Oh, wait, no, and Finn Balor, sorry, <laughs> against those other three. When then uh, Roman Reigns comes out, and he, with a huge burst of momentum, uh, is going to take out The Miz and Elias. Actually, I guess eliminate Elias first and then The Miz. Uh, and at this point, I would assume that The Miz is the Intercontinental Champion. I assume you're going to put the title back on him at Raw 25, which I think makes sense. Um, but yeah, this would be a bit of revenge for him to get Elias and Miz out of the match. And then at this point, you have the final four. Because you have Roman Reigns, you have Shinsuke Nakamura, you have Seth Rollins, and you have Finn Balor. So, in this situation... Reigns and Rollins would decide to team up because they're part of the Shield together. Uh, and then kind of calling on their New Japan past, Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura can sort of form that alliance. So the four of them start to go at it. And eventually you would get to a point where it things are starting to look uh, bad for Balor. And then at this point, the Balor Club would emerge. Um, you would have Gallows and Anderson eliminate Roman Reigns first and then quickly afterwards uh, get the upper hand on Rollins and eliminate him um, so at this point then Shinsuke Nakamura is not looking good because Balor's starting to get the upper hand on him and it looks like Balor's about to eliminate Shinsuke Nakamura as well maybe he's got him up against the ropes uh, Shinsuke Nakamura can do his signature come on spot like his uh, you know he gets on like his sticks out his knees and put out his hands and does the come at me baiting Balor in does a last-second dodge. Balor jumps over the ropes. Just grabs onto the ropes and starts to come back up. Shinsuke Nakamura hits him with a Kinshasa. Knocks Finn Balor out. And Shinsuke Nakamura is the winner of the Men's Royal Rumble match 2018. So, there's my booking. Um, this is the work of one man. I think if I can do it better than your creative team, that would be a damn shame. And if that's the case, you're paying those guys way too much. And maybe you should throw a couple bucks my way. <laughs> that's it.